So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. Telling me this and telling me that. You say once I'm with you, I'll never go back. You say there's a lesson that you want to teach. Well, here I am, baby. Practice what talking about it's easy to sum it up we're talking about practice man practice how the hell can I make my teammates better by practicing I know I'm supposed to be there I know I'm supposed to lead by example we're talking about practice Oh man, I'm out of breath. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it's hard. You can't really take a <laughs> breath when you're playing that tune because then you like lose the you lose the beat and it's just yeah. really hard to get back in. Especially if you're in the triplets, Angel. And yeah, especially if you and especially if you're just you know really phoning it in and deciding to do steam train at your concert because nobody's done that before. No, it's not the most overplayed hornpipey <laughs> type thing in existence. Oh, fuck. So Josh, yes, Andy. You know what really burns my toast. <laughs> what is that? How little we get to practice per week? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I could see. I could see how that could be. Uh, could be an issue for you. I mean, aren't you there for like five hours straight? Though I am there for yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we're still not practicing enough. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I usually I usually get there and I only get to play for uh, just a, just a little tiny bit. My pipes are barely warmed up by the time I got to put them back in the box. Yeah, the quote unquote advanced group plays for about. 20 minutes every day <laughs> yeah and that's assuming that's assuming all four of us all are of there show up yeah so because by that point i'm so fucking tired i don't care what happens <laughs> yeah that way it's like all right fuck it we're going to the bar uh yeah that's so. interesting it's an interesting thing to bring up um practicing and the, the way people practice and also um the way people teach and how people learn i think that's a good topic for today's uh impromptu sunday morning episode of the chain rant podcast i guess we should warn people the reason our voices are a little bit lower today is it's well, it's supposed what? to be 10 o'clock. Yeah, it was supposed to be 10 o'clock, but, now, but <laughs> somebody, somebody overslept because they went out drinking last night. <laughs> Who could that have been? <sighs> was it the bearded one? See, this is why I am where I am in my life. <laughs> uh, self-employed loser. <laughs> then again, this is where I always wanted to be. Hey, I mean, you're, I mean, I think overall you, uh, you enjoy a better quality of life than I do. You're happier. I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah, I work a lot more, and I probably have like a tiny bit more money than you do, but maybe. But, but it, when but I was twenty eight, I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> I was twenty eight, I was just like you. I was miserable. I had I may have made really good money in a job that I fucking hated. Yeah. See, at least you made really good money in a job you hate. I make shit money in a well, job that I'm mostly true. okay with. <laughs> well. You know, let's do a shot to jobs we hate. Fucking a. Here's a. Someone said we don't drink. Yeah, someone said we don't drink enough on air. I don't know who that could uh, be. It's ten. It's eleven fifty one a.m. on a Sunday, and we're doing shots of bourbon. Fuck it. Uh, here we go. That will warm the cockles. Oh my god. Now it's the worst bourbon. Ever. You're not really a big bourbon drinker, are you? I am not. Now, I can enjoy a bourbon on ice at Christmas time with my buddy Matt. Oh, there you go. 
Well, I guess now's as good a time as I need to welcome everyone to the Chain Rant Podcast, episode 37. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my name is Josh. With me as always is my bearded co-host, Andy. That's me. <laughs> and this is a bit of an explicit show, so if you have sensitive ears or youngins in the room... Um, babe! Babe! Kids can't come inside! <laughs> and uh, we'll give you five seconds to either uh, make a better podcast choice or maybe put your headphones on. That's five... Four, three, two, one. Fuck. We should get into like that Gregorian like throat singing type stuff. I think we'd be good at that. So that'd be super cool. Yeah, especially early in the morning. Yeah, especially early in the morning. Um, okay, so listeners of the Chanter Rant podcast, if you are one of the six, let us know on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I haven't checked Snapchat in like a month, so. I'm sure there's lots of honey bourbon. Also, fun naked. fact, you can um, follow us on our individual Twitter and stuff. Um, Andy, what's yours? Yours is at Iron Piper? Mine's Iron Piper, I-R-O-N-P-Y-P-R-R, at everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, everything. And mine is at Josh Plays Pipes, so you can find that wherever... Um, Wherever that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all fun. And okay, we do, do, do we do anything different on any of those channels? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just more of my general day to day. Yeah. I mean, you know, God forbid we have to abandon the Chanarant brand entirely <laughs> because, you know. Let me tell you, that's actually an interesting thing because I struggle very often with where do I post what I'm doing because I'm in, essentially, there's my own brand, which yes. is teaching essentially. Yeah. Then there's the Chanarant stuff, which is the, Risque yeah, The more, the more. I'm, I always find that anything that I'm a little unsure about whether or not I want to put it on my own, just put it on Chain Rant because that's yeah. If it's no one, no one gives a <laughs> shit. Right. <laughs> and then there's the band that shall not be named, which I do stuff too, and I'm always promoting as well. But dude, it's a very confusing. <clears throat> welcome, mix. welcome to my life. So yeah. think, think about this from my perspective. I have Josh McEachern, um, bagpiper, creative, funny guy. Uh, I have Josh McEachern communications and marketing professional that i have to manage which i also have to keep separate and sterile from all the other things mm-hmm. chainer rant which mm-hmm. is a whole other beast uh las vegas pipe band which i also do some of the promotion for and some of the social media work for mm-hmm. las vegas celtic society which i also do a lot of the promotion and social media work for yep and my work <laughs> i manage all the accounts for my actual job it's all Trust very me, confusing it's it's one risky click away from something that was supposed to go up on chainer rant going up on my job <laughs> oh my god i've made that mistake usually it's with women where i text the wrong woman the dirty text message it was so funny i had someone <laughs> dick pic. i had someone uh <laughs> someone reached out through my through my work um which is I, I won't go into what my work is here but i work in let's just say i work in advertising communications for a fairly buttoned up uh type of type of organization right. it is not it is not loosey-goosey like right. we are Right, right. And I had someone reach out to us, and um, I was trying to copy paste a link to send them because like they're looking for a registration form for one of our events, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, no worries. So I went to copy paste it, but at the same time, I was in the pro- it was on a weekend. I was in the process of uh, posting Chanarant to the Facebook page, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I sent them the SoundCloud link to a Chanarant episode oh, no. on accident, <laughs> and I was like, uh, please disregard that. That's not what I meant to send you. Just don't don't click that. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> not here's, listen. Here's what you were looking for. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And it was a bad one. Like, it was a bad Chatter Rant episode. Yeah. Like, you could tell by the, t- like, the title was fucked up. It was like, <laughs> like I said, I think it was like masturbating to a karaoke oh, track, god, whatever yeah. that, whatever yeah. that episode was. And yeah. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, how can I unsend? <laughs> Remember that time that I accidentally posted the Chatter Rant link of a new episode to the 
band that to showed the band, up. To the band that showed I, up I didn't realize the Twitter Dude, I caught it. I caught it before anyone else did. Because that was especially the time when they were not that was happy a, with that us. was a time when they were really <laughs> pissed that we were doing this show. I'm like, oh my god, I did that! I didn't even realize. Like I saw it, and I was like, uh, I, like I, well, I saw it, and I immediately like logged in and deleted it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, like when you posted that, you were logged in as the band. Like if I didn't even realize, if certain I no folks idea. had seen that, <laughs> we uh, our fucking phones would have been ringing off the hook with what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But um, back to our housekeeping. Uh, listeners can review the show on iTunes, etc. Send us emails. Send us voicemails. We play it on air. We have a couple today, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. And as always, this episode of the Chanterant Podcast is brought to you by the Chanterant Store, www.chanterant.com. Go get your Chanterant merch and wear it places so you can be shunned. How's How's that? Those new shirts coming from Pooh Bear? I'm gonna say which K-Hills. one? There's like six. <laughs> well, uh, the Cahills, the Cahills corner shirt was done. And then got vetoed by that's, Cahill. That's true. Because he's being a little bitch about it. <laughs> like, I don't want anybody to see my face. Yeah, it doesn't look like you anymore. So to the be, Pooh Bear To be shirt, fair, though, if you had his face, wouldn't you want to not be seen? Well, I think that's why he like wears like a hat <laughs> and sunglasses. Giant and, like, sunglasses. He's, like, was, he's it, like um like the Kardashians. Like you can't you never see his face. <laughs> this is why this is why we haven't heard from Cahill in a while. It's it's his favorite time of year, it's Halloween. It's, <laughs> it's socially acceptable for him to wear a mask. Oh, in <laughs> a ball gag apparently we haven't heard from Cahill in a while we haven't had a Cahill's Corner in ages we have not we should just get Aussie brought into us a Cahill's Corner we should I've got good news though Cahill's gonna be here in two weeks and he's gonna be live on the show yes Cahill's coming to town what he's for he's coming to town he's doing a gig with me oh nice and uh, thanks, thanks for the invite fucker I would invite you but it was work day work I'm, time. Sure, I'm sure you'd rather just import <laughs> import a piper from fucking Arizona dude this is this is where we're at <laughs> <laughs> like literally I get asked to do so many things and I have to turn down because it's always week very, well not always but very often it's weekdays at 10 o'clock in the I mean I could, I, could take like a, I could take a day off this was like four days oh shit yeah, yeah it's right, a long I one so there's no way I was like there's no way I didn't even bother because there's no I'm way excited do we get to take Cahill out on the town I don't feel like we've ever actually gotten to like take him out while he's here no we really haven't it's usually like he'll come up for the concert maybe or for the games he, He's coming for the concert as well. So is he going to play? He's going to play. Nice. Yeah. So, um, but Dude. yeah, no, it's going to be awesome to have him live in in because the, then we can really fuck. Then we can really fuck. Him. <laughs> yeah. Well, then he can't be he can't be fucking crinkling cans and typing up porn and shit exactly. while he's trying to, while he's supposed to be on the show. <laughs> okay, so we do have some um, some news and updates. I want to give a shout out to um, Dan who sent us a long list of one liners for the opening. We uh, Fusco used one of those today. Thank yeah, you very much. So thanks, Dan. Now those are all hilarious. I loved we're, them. We're compl- as well. We're six months into this thing. We're completely out of ideas. So nah, well, we no, appreciate the six. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's why we rely. We rely so heavily on the six to um, keep us going through. Thank the cold, God, there's a community because <laughs> through the cold winter months. Yeah. The you winter know, months where our creativity is dying and Josh is working like 90-hour weeks and yeah. Fusco's trying to play in a concert. Sidebar, by the way, just real quick sidebar, is like this time of year I realized the last, like the episodes in September and stuff, I was so depressed about our episodes in September. And I haven't even listened to them because I'm like, these are terrible. I just got, I was in a weird funk over our shows. And I'm thinking like, man, this, no. Nope. Dude, we had some real bangers in September. We probably did. And we I, had some I, really I good ones. I not even listen to them. Like, yeah. I'm so like, I'm just, I was just in a bad mood, whatever it was. But I'm thinking like, this is that time of year when everybody, nobody's doing anything. Mm-hmm. So there's not that much to talk about. I mean, yeah, there it's, is. It's like the course. off season. Yeah, it's the off season. So at least for us. So well, every season's the fucking off season for us. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, We're going out no, next year, no matter what. I'm going. Dude, I, I will go out with just me and you Absolutely. and fucking <laughs> hashtag do it for the sheets, motherfucker. I'll wear yellow flashes. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, if I if I don't if I don't march onto a goddamn green at some point <laughs> next year, 
I'll do. It. I'll go by myself. Let's fuck it. Funny. Uh, another sidebar is Jack told was talking to me recently. Well, last when he was here last week or whenever it was. He's actually mentioned this before, but if you don't, he, he said there was some band in Canada. I believe it was the Ottawa Police, but don't quote me on that. Where he said they lost all their, their drum corps one year, all out of nowhere for whatever reason, and they went out anyway. They just played as a pipe corps. They got disqualified, but who Man, cares? Let's go. It. Let's go get critiqued essentially, but let's go out there like we're doing it for real, no matter what. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, we're doing it no matter what. I don't, I don't care what happens. We're going out, and we're yeah. going to we're going to numerous games. We're getting people in the process. We're getting used to the system. We're going to fuck it. <laughs> we're yeah. doing it regardless. We'll change the name from the Las Vegas Pipe Band to the Las Vegas Pipes. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, fuck, fuck it. it. So anyway. Cool, man. Well, okay. So going through our mails, our mails we got. So thank you, Dan, for those one-liners. We, um, we have an email from Patrick. Let me pull that up. Um, he wanted to let us know that the tune we played at the game was 42nd Highlanders, and it dovetails nicely into Scotland Brave. So there you go. And actually, it was funny. We were playing High Road earlier before we started the show, mm-hmm. and it's amazing to me how many of these tunes I remember, even though I don't know their yeah. names. Like, if you played it, I could play it, but I can't tell you what the hell it is. Yeah, it's funny. Like, we numerous people told us what it was. Patrick was the first, but we used to play that in a set with High Road. Yeah, we had, what was it? We had a 2-4 set. We did. Yeah, 2-4, like, simple march yeah. type thing, yeah. Um, but he also says... Regarding bringing in instruction and the band backsliding, I was in a band where outside, and this is kind of goes to what we were talking about, I was in a band where outside instruction was brought in once a month. We'd make some real advances during the workshop, only to slowly backslide. It was frustrating not only to the leadership, but to the instructor as well. As human beings, we're creatures of habit, so that backslide falls on all of us, but more so on leadership. Leadership, PM, has to be focused like a laser beam if you want to have any chance of preventing the backslide from happening. One of the six. What the fuck is that acronym that he's got there? F-Y-Y-F-F? Yeah, what, do fuck you know? your young fucking face. face. I don't know. I want to Google that later. I didn't even. Yeah, know I'm not sure. <laughs> if anybody knows what F Y Y F F is, and then he put one is the six, so he's close to. He might have been drunk when he wrote this email. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I can. He's definitely drunk. I can tell just by the <laughs> cadence and spelling. But I do agree that leadership has to be focused, and that's the that's the thing we were discussing about, like how, like with the time that we have, which again we're going to get into today. How do you do that? Because it's so difficult with the little bit of time we have. But we'll get into yeah. Well, and I think it's like later. I think it's, <clears throat> in my opinion, it, it would almost be worth it to have two separate kind of sessions where you have like your normal, you have your like your band um, when you bring in an instructor. Mm-hmm. You have your band session where everyone's playing whatever, and then just literally just like a thirty minute debrief with leadership of like okay, here's like keep hitting these exact things. Because, like, I notice when I go when I go to the band sessions with an instructor, mm-hmm. there's really not a lot for me to do. I, I play. I don't get a lot of critique. I It's, you know, we go around the circle. It's like, all right, now play this part. And I play that part. It's like, okay, good. Next person. But I try to take notes on, like, what are the things that are, that are being hit that time? And then so right. I can listen for those later. Where it's like, sure. okay, like, remember, remember when Jack came to town and we talked <clears throat> about this break? Like... Let's just hammer this a hundred times. I think I've talked about this before, but there's always something you can take out of it. If if you were if you are a good student in life in mm-hmm. general, there's always something you take out of it. So if you're you're hinting that you're taking something out of it from a teaching perspective. Yes. Like what am I listening for when Jack's not here? Yes. Which is kind of what I'm listening to. That's, that's the main kind of, that's the main thing for me to attend those. And I think I've said that before on the show too. Yeah. Like the one of the main reasons I really try never to miss those practices is because 
teaching is not one of my what I consider one of my strong suits. So I take as much help as I can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But so you, you know, like it was one half of the group. We kind of it was just coincidence, but half of the group was separated, like, like literally, just, yeah, literally just, just across the table, which was like, weird. Was how funny that ended how it worked up, out, yeah. but those people were actually working on like the specific technique of whatever was happening that he was talking about. And on the other side of the table, our side was more like, what is he listening for mm-hmm. and how, do, how does he correct them? And then that's what I'm listening for. Like, yeah. So we can reinforce what he's already told them. Yeah. So as an instructor, like I'm always, I'm very interested in how to present information in a more efficient and successful manner, as opposed to like playing an E doubling correctly. Like that yeah. I can do. It's how do I, tell somebody else how to do it correctly or, or, or um, give that information in an efficient way that makes sense. Well, and I will also say like this whole process of having an instructor come in more regularly has like helped me to be able to pick stuff out quicker, like mm-hmm. detail stuff mm-hmm. where I'm just like, like what was wrong with that? It's like this, like you played an E grace note where there's a D like, which I never used to be able to do. Yeah. Well, self analysis is a huge, <clears throat> super important uh, um, skill to develop, especially as a, as a student. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people are lacking is their ability to hear what they're doing. But I think a lot of that is, uh, comes to their focus as to what they're listening for while they're playing something. Like I, I I would bet (laughs) it's some high insane high percentage of like 80% of pipers at our level, say at a grade four, three or below level. Okay. Don't even listen to themselves. They're just playing. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not analyzing in the moment as it happens. Really? Which, based on what I've seen as to like, well, did you hear blah, blah, blah? No. Like, how do you not hear that? Yeah. You know, that's. What are you listening like, to? What are you, what what are you, are you listening to about? while you're playing? Like, what are you thinking about while you're playing? Because otherwise, how do you miss that? <laughs> like, no. I don't know what you're doing <laughs> otherwise, you know? So anyway, that, you know. Well, when I had a conversation, um, I had a conversation with some of, when I was covering while you were out of town, mm-hmm. and I had a conversation with some of the more uh, student level players and like, you know, not quite uh, to the advanced level players where it was, you know, take the stuff that's easy that, you know, like fucking parade tunes and shit like that. Take that as the opportunity to like, make sure that every E doubling in that tune is perfect. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, the tune, you don't have to worry about knowing it. Mm-hmm. So make sure like take that's not like the easy stuff is the opportunity that you have to make sure your blowing's perfect or I'm going to make sure every E doubling is fantastic or every right. F doubling, whatever my problem is. Yeah. I'm going to make sure my low hand, high hand crossing noises don't, there's none. Yeah. Like just pick one thing, you yeah, know, absolutely. it's like, I've, I've said it, I've said it before. Never, never walk into a room with 10 people and punch everybody once. Just pick one guy and beat him to death. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what? That bourbon's coming to the head. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. slowing me down a bit, but slowing no, I get the analogy. Yeah. But I, I, I say something similar where, you should never play anything without learning something. Yes. There's so no point. like like every we play Green Hills insanely amount of times, right? In I've probably played that two and a half a million times. Every time I'm playing it, I'm thinking about something. I'm thinking about how is my tone, how is my D doubling off of a short E. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something. Like I'm never, never at this point in my state uh, stage of my career or whatever you want to call it, thinking about nothing. Like I'm never yeah. autopilot. No. So, like mine is my my F down to E doubling. Ah, like, yeah, like and, that, and like that for most people that's significant. Sometimes I flub the shit out of that and I just like, okay, yeah. if I get through the whole tune and I don't flub that, cool. Yeah. For me, like the whole point of playing Green Hills in our group of 10, 12, whatever pipers we have, every time I get to that 
de-doubling off a short E, I'm thinking about it. Like, how much, how does that sound? Is my F grace note good? Is, you know, whatever it is, you know, I never, I'm never not thinking about it. Yes. But I think that's the mistake people make. Again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we're getting, yeah, we're getting way over. <laughs> but no, I, I guess to wrap that up, I guess the idea is that, um, you're never done. Never. Yeah. And you just have to accept that fact. That like, you're, you're never, never done. done. Like, even if it's a tune you've played a hundred million times, you can play it better the next time. Absolutely. I've played Scott and the Brave a million times, but the next time I play it will be slightly better than the last time I played it. Yeah. And I'm always thinking about it. Like, how do I play the da 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 da? Like, is that clean? Is it good? Is it how many? Is, is, it, it? is this the appropriate venue for me to throw in a bunch of fucking grips on the high A <laughs> just to fuck with everybody? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Because that's always fun. Exactly. Or I get to that second part. Uh, Let's see, has I did something. It was so funny. I had the. I was playing. Actually, this dovetails into the next thing, the Ren Fair. But I was playing my pipes to pull people. The Ren Fair is this weekend in Las Vegas. For those of you who don't know, right? And I was um, working the promotional booth for the Highland Games. It's a good opportunity for us to hit people that you know are local and want to go to festivals. <clears throat> so I bring my pipes. You know, I'll play my pipes out in front of the tent mm-hmm. and everyone crowds up and then my volunteers bam hit everybody with a flyer set them up knock them down dead easy mm-hmm. been doing this for a while <laughs> and i was playing a scotland the brave set just have something easy to warm up with and i did something that you fucking hate and oh. it's so funny because i didn't like i just did it because i wasn't thinking and i'd had a couple beers and i was like oh my god if andy was here right now <laughs> he would lose his <laughs> shit my teeth do you know can you guess what it is in that set and Scott and the Brave. The Scott and the Brave set. Okay, so one... I'm going to guess you weren't making mistakes. No, there was no mistakes. Okay. No. It was a style choice that you fucking would hate. Style choice. Okay, so I'm going to guess in Rowan Tree, you do that fucking... <laughs> da, 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 or whatever that fucking little thing is. That was... You hate it even more. It was like... Da, 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 oh, the fucking bends in the notes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, I had that happen one time on accident. I did it, and I, I didn't even do it intentionally. I just, like, my finger slipped a bit, mm-hmm. and you fucking spun around and were just, <laughs> just fire in your eyes. <laughs> Don't fucking bend. Dude, that is like, that is like one of the quickest ways to fucking piss off Andy Fusco is bend the shit out of that. There's a guy in our band, I won't say who it is, that when we play Dawning of the Day, we'll bend that fucking note in the second oh. part, and I fucking lose it every time. And I hear him do it, and I've told him not to do it, and he does it anyway, because he just doesn't listen. And I, fucking, I sit there, and I'm going to fucking clench this guy in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bend that fucking note. This is not the tune for that. <laughs> there's a time. There's a there's time, time and a place. There's a time and a place for that kind of shenanigans, and this is not it. Babe! This is not the time of the place! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude, because I fucking hate bending notes in traditional uh, tunes. Yeah. I, you know, it's great in Pumpkin's Fancy. It's got this place, you know? Like, fair enough. But don't fucking do it. Dude, I've seen you, I've seen you do your little, I've seen you do your little intro to fucking Dawning of the Day. Don't. Oh, no, no, no. It's got its place properly yeah. placed, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So I mentioned Ren Fairs this weekend. I've been working, I've been, that's part of why we're doing this on Sunday and I'm so fucking knackered. It's because I've been working that damn booth for three days now. Yeah. Good luck with that. Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> I mean, you know, nice enough. I was hoping to record. Oh, do you think Kelly would let her, let us use her, like, recording of her performing to I don't put know, on the show maybe yeah who knows i we was thinking get, we should put it on the we show. haven't had kelly on in a while we should probably get meatloaf back on the show yeah we i was thinking we should get bar back on the show too oh, hater, haterade 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 herself it's been a while yeah 
Um, okay, so re- let's blow through. Let's blow through some things. So, um, Dirtbag Olympics Part Three. That's coming up. Send us your stories. Chainer at gmail dot com. Um, that's going to be episode forty, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got like four episodes. Yeah, there's not a lot of time, guys. We got, we got another gotta... great story this week, which is we did. fucking hilarious. We got a, we got a story that is so scandalous <laughs> that the person literally made a separate Gmail account to send it to us yeah. so it could be anonymous. He doesn't even want us to know who he yeah, is. Yeah, like that was <laughs> that was impressive to me. <laughs> he made his own. I got a, I got an email. By the way, send your stories to chanaran at gmail.com. But I got an email for the chan- at chanaran at gmail.com from... Chan- it said, from chanaran. I was like, what the hell? I was confused, And then too, I looked like- at it, and the email address was six at gmail.com. <laughs> and I was like, like, you made a separate email just to send me this story? It's yeah, gotta be good. And then I read it, and I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, it's goddamn funny. Yeah, we gotta, are we going to get Adele back for Dirtbag Olympics Part 3? We need to, because she's got to read the worst one regardless. Yeah, I had a couple... That's I- what the fans are calling for. I had a couple ideas for Dirtbag Olympics Part 3, but we can touch base on that offline. I was almost thinking we should just pick all of our like top-tier guests... And just Ooh. make each one of them read we, one of the uh, stories. That's good Even if it's like out of, like not live, but yeah, it's like pre recorded. Yeah, 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 it's not a bad idea. Like, I like this. Idea. I would love, I, the one we just got, I would love to have Joe Brady read. <laughs> 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 what a great idea. Like, <laughs> like, no, do not censor yourself. Just read yeah, it no. as it's written. <laughs> See, maybe that'll, maybe that'll get more people, it'll encourage more people to send us their Dirtbag Olympics Part 3 stories if they know we're going to make one of our guests read it. Especially one of the more like, careful uptight type yeah guests. yeah for sure like like we'll get andrew douglas to read one we'll get joe brady we'll get, we'll get rab we'll get ozzy we'll get del oh, this we'll is get we'll idea. get meatloaf oh my god what a great idea we'll get fast eddie to read one fuck it oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right um so real quick plug uh, a couple concerts coming out the celtic thanksgiving concert for the band that shall not be named is on november 10th Very tickets sorry. are on tickets are on sale um on the website eventbrite eventbrite Facebook. okay yep. cool and then uh, I was going to plug the Over the Top concert for Wake, but they but sold, sold out. out. Who gives a That's shit? fucking awesome. Good for them. And granted, they only had 25 seats, so. <laughs> yeah, it was like in a high school gymnasium. I thought it was, I thought it was in <laughs> Joe's backyard. <laughs> Big Rab's got his 100th episode coming up. Um, that's going to be a live show. Tickets are still available. Uh, we look- highly suggest ones of the six send in voicemails for him so he can play them and be as vulgar as possible. Yeah, be awful. Make him have yeah. to bleep us. I yeah. think that'd be yeah, good. Absolutely. We de- we still want to break Rab's inbox, but definitely if nothing else send him some send him here here's, you know, we, we won't make it so vague. I'm calling on all of the six to send Rab a congratulatory voicemail for being, you know, for 100 episodes. Like the Big Rab show is a great show. It's not I mean, it has to it has to survive on quality content, not dick jokes like it's easy for us to be successful. Right, exactly. Hey, All right. So, speaking of ramp and speaking of sending voicemails, we have one voicemail from Andrew. Mm-hmm. And we have a voicemail from Rab. So, we'll go through those real quick and then, um, yeah, then we'll just carry carry on. I might actually go pour a couple more shots of bourbon. That's a good idea. All right. Hello, Josh and Andy. This is Andrew Sullivan from uh, the great Garden State of New Jersey. Uh, just calling into the show, leaving a little voicemail, uh, now that you guys have been a bit dry on the voicemail side of things, and uh, a few comments about uh, the past couple of shows. Um, the tune that you were playing off in the beginning there, that one, is uh, the 42nd Highlanders. That's a, that's a favorite in my band at home. And... Uh, I knew you didn't quite know the name of it, so I figured I'd fill you in on that one. Um, 
the past episode, episode 36, about the pipe ban on life support, I totally can relate. Um, I run a, not really a service band, but a, a parade band in uh, New Jersey, and it's uh, it's tough sometimes, for sure. It's a bunch of old fellows playing the pipes, and uh, sometimes they're stuck in their ways after doing it for, for 20 years. And... Um, just figuring, uh, say, uh, I can totally relate. And actually, I was inspired by your uh, last podcast one with Joe Brady about the concert. Uh, the concert that you're doing in uh, what, what? Nevada and the concert that Joe's doing and his band, Wake the Street's doing in, uh, in North Carolina. Um, I'm having a concert of my own in sometime in May. I haven't picked out the date yet. But, um, yeah, just to kind of give the, uh, the band some... Some motivation and some, something to work for, uh, besides just doing the parades during St. Patrick's season and all that good stuff. Uh, we played for the Chieftains last March, and that really was a, a good motivation to get those two tunes down. And uh, there was a lot of work <laughs> with that, so I'd like to see that transferred over to some other things. Um, that's all I got for now. Enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. I think a lot of people, uh, especially that run, run pipe bands, can uh, relate to your uh, or commiserate. With uh, with your problems down there in um, Las Vegas, so I've been one of the six since the beginning, and I look forward to episode thirty-seven and and beyond. All right, that's all for now. All right, fantastic. Um, thanks, thanks for uh, sending us a vo- voicemail, Andrew, and good luck with your concert, man. Yeah, you have no idea what hell you've brought upon yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> Quit it's, now, sir. It's, it's, it's t- <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's type two fun. You know, you know, you know, type two fun versus type one fun, no right? Idea. Like type type one fun is fun that you enjoy while you're doing it. Type two fun is something you fucking hate, and then afterwards you're like, that was a pretty good time. Yeah, this is definitely type two. Yeah, definitely That's type how two I felt fun. about the concert every year. I'm every, every insanely year. stressed out right now, dude. This is it, it, it was your it's your fucking brainchild. It's my you, baby. Yeah. yeah. It fucking sucks. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> I recommend everyone, if you have this idea, quit now. Do not do it. <laughs> All right, so we have a message. Um, this came through the Facebook, and uh, I just I just appreciated this because I totally spaced this joke. But Brian Brian writes into the Facebook page, Damn it, Josh, I laughed so hard at that tuner joke, I almost vomited. Fucking warn me before you pull shit like that. It was the greatest joke we've ever done. That was probably you've ever done, but I mean, we as a show. Well, you see, the fun the fun part about having the greatest joke I've ever done is that's why you know you forget all the clangers. Like, yeah, like <laughs> you don't remember the last awful joke I did. It's just that how, one. That one I remember because that was goddamn funny. And it's, it's, it's just still, how many <laughs> how many at bats do you get? Yeah, like <laughs> that's true. Like again, it's you got to keep in mind I drop like fifty jokes per episode, so eventually I'm gonna get a go, I'm gonna get a winner. A six, like the most successful baseball player in history is only batting like a. Th- you know, 300 essentially uh, consistently. So that's all you got to do. <laughs> One good joke per 300 episodes. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right. So we have another voicemail. Um, okay. Before we get into this, I just saw on the Twitter. We have a Twitter. I never, I forget to check that sometimes. That's okay. Um, I just saw this fantastic fan art from Dan that I'm going to retweet right now of <laughs> he photoshopped me and you about uh, how we got 20,000 downloads with six listeners, and it's fucking hilarious. So, good good on you. We love we love the fan art, and of course, we love having our faces photoshopped into shit. That's going to open up a whole fucking... That's going to open up a whole uh, deluge of us being photoshopped into things, so... <laughs> 
Well, it's not the first time Joe has photoshopped us into something. Who, you know, who you know, you know what I, Dan, his name's Dan. Oh, okay. So, you know what I was actually thinking, and this might be the end of us professionally. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking funny. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. <laughs> you know what I was actually thinking? And this might, this might be the end of us professionally, but I'm thinking, as we, we talked about doing a Patreon. <laughs> I'm sorry. What we talked about? We talked about doing a Patreon, right? Where it's oh, yeah, like you yeah. know, you get the podcast, but like if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get like the video, you get the video podcast or yeah, the yeah. live stream. Yeah, live stream. Yeah. And one of the things I was thinking as like a perk, like if a higher level perk is, if you if you you know subscribe to the higher level, we would record just plates of us on a green screen, like doing crazy shit, mm-hmm. and give it to you, give it to people. So that they have creative, they can do it. They have, they have us like doing just crazy shit on the green screen, you know, (laughs) and then just, you just do whatever you want (laughs) and just go, go fucking wild. Uh, I think we should have a green screen contest. I guarantee you there's going to be the first thing that happens is going to be somebody gay porn. Gay porn. It's going to be somebody immediately. Somebody in the ass. Absolutely. (laughs) Which I'm okay. What do I care? Yeah. (laughs) That is fucking funny. I'm, I still make sense. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Save that and retweet it and everything. But uh, okay, so we have another voicemail, and this is from um, not so uh, incredibly small Rab himself, Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Hey, lads of the Channel Round Podcast, it's me, Pooh Bear. <laughs> I'm getting used to that now. Uh, even people locally are calling me it. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to give you some commentary on last week's episode. I have to say thank you, first of all. It was a really interesting conversation. And if anything, it's one thing I take from the Chandaran podcast in general is that it's interesting to follow the journey that you guys are on. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. You guys talk all about it, warts and all, on the podcast. And that's what I think makes it really, really interesting. So thank you for approaching the topic of where you are at the moment about recruitment and trying to get drummers and trying to keep people involved, which is a huge topic area in itself. Uh, but one thing I really took exception to that I'm really surprised at, and whenever I heard it, I actually had to pause the podcast, wind it back just to make sure that that's exactly what Fusco said. Fusco said that you guys practice for an hour and a half every week. So that's 90 minutes every week of band rehearsal. Are you guys serious? An hour and a half a week? That's... I don't know, that's a (laughs) warm-up. Any band that I have played in, any band, regardless of the grade, from the top grade down to the bottom grade, have had a minimum of three hours, three and a half hours practice a night, and that's two, three nights a week. So you're talking six, maybe nine hours a week practice with the band, Never mind all the practice that you would do at home. Now, don't get me wrong. See, when you're coming up to a major championship as well, you're practicing every night of the week. And you're practicing maybe, I don't know, <laughs> it could be a stupid amount of hours. You could bad practice starts at 7 and you're maybe not getting home until midnight. And that's quite common. If anything, it is really common. And I'm really surprised and shocked that you guys only put in an hour and a half worth of practice now I would love to know the reason why it's only an hour and a half do you think that if you expect your band members to stay any longer than an hour and a half for a band practice do you really think that they'll just throw their pipes in the box and go home 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like you talked about retention of players and having to treat people like divas and that you'd be terrified of them saying, well, Andy said boo to me, so fuck him, I'm going home. Is that serious? It's like that legit. Does that happen? I don't know. I guess over here in the UK, we have an inherent want to play and that's it. Even if we're not playing in a competitive band, even if we're just playing in a road band, or anything like that, we have that want and need to play our amazing music. So I guess maybe that's the cultural difference. Anyway, I'm not gonna go a honey bourbon on you and talk for friggin' half an hour. Love you, honey bourbon. But yeah, that really surprised me. An hour and a half worth of practice every week. Good God, guys, pull a finger out, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love yous. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I love the podcast. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for episode 100. Cheers for the plugs, guys. I really wish you could come. Looking forward to seeing your video. Yep. Hashtag one of the six and F you, Joe Betty. And oh, I have to say, uh, yeah, Ozzy Osbrod, she could get a job on the Rab Show any day. <laughs> hey, 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 don't try to steal our yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Come on now. <laughs> We created Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> can't you can't steal our cast of characters? Come yeah. on. Next thing you know, he's gonna want Fast gonna Eddie. Want, he's gonna move Fast Eddie out the guy. Yeah, exactly. Cookstown, where the fuck? I haven't heard from Fast Eddie in a while. Yeah, what's up with that, Fast Eddie? Come on, man, help us out. So, um, okay, so Rab makes some good points. Uh, okay, so this is interesting because this really kind of ties into what we were wanted to talk about today. This is where we transition. Because this is really what inspired our, our topic, I guess. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because um, we wanted to talk about, uh, you know, practice, obviously. But also we want to talk about teaching and, like, the different, you know, different teaching methods. Sure. So our practice used to be, um, if I remember correctly, like 5 to 8.30 before, you, before we split, before we split the classes. Yeah, it was, well, no, it was like 6 to 8.30. It's like 6 to 8.30? Like, yeah, something like that. And right, it's changed so many times. It's, yeah, it's changed a lot. Um, and you know, in an effort to try to figure out, you know, how to how to move the band forward, um, Fusco and actually you could probably speak more about this. We decided to split the practice to the more yeah. beginner players and the more advanced intermediate players. Yeah, there was a reason for that. Yeah. So there's a couple of theories that work here. One was we were trying to catch people right off, right after their work schedule, so they didn't have to go home and all that stuff. Because there was an there was issue with attendance. Plus, we have people in Vegas. We have the issue where people have funny schedules, or mm-hmm. some some people do. Yeah. So it's they don't get off till seven o'clock at night. Like it's not nine to five for most people, like it is in most places. But then there was the other added factor of um, what was it you said? <laughs> well, well, you're split splitting the classes into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so what happened was because we had. We had such a broad range of people in our in our band of ability and you know whatever that we some people knew the music and some people didn't so we would so I chose what a year ago or so maybe last winter whatever it was yeah I think it was about last winter to split the groups into like what I would call intermediate and advanced so the people that kind of knew the music already were the advanced and the people that were still learning it were intermediates because. Like as you described in the Jack Lee practice, where like essentially you're not getting that much out of it if you're if he's sitting there teaching people the music kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah, we figured that out like a year ago that 
it does nothing for you to sit through, and it probably aggravates you or you or Angel or whoever, no, no. I, I can I can say like it definitely sit there and like fight through stuff that you already know. It can it can burn out the more experienced players to have to like have people learning the tunes at practice. Yeah, to learn GDEs in a dot cut pattern is not yeah something that's. Or I mean, and it, I thought it was. I mean, for me, it was even. It was even more basic than that. It was just like people didn't have the music memorized. It just memor- Yeah, absolutely. It it's, like, well, got- <laughs> it's like, well, what are we like? What am I supposed to do? Like, how are we supposed to do anything if you're not even at the baseline of knowing the tune? Right. Exactly. Correct. So, so we split it into two groups, and then so that's really to answer Rab's question. That's why we split into hour and a half sessions each. So we were going like intermediate six to seven thirty, and then advanced seven thirty to nine. So that way we were at equal levels yeah so that people weren't wasting their time now the issue with that came up was that the advanced people whether they'd show up or not yeah (laughs) even even with the split was difficult so and by that point i'm been there for fucking five hours i'm yeah yeah because you do do lessons you front load with lessons of four band practice yeah and then then we do intermediates and we do advanced and by that point i'm fucking like a mental zombie (laughs) well no and like and like realistically there was a time period where i mean i still at this point i think what was considered the advanced class was really only like four players yeah it was four of us yeah so if two didn't if two didn't show it was me and you. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and like, it's like, don't be wrong. Me and you can sit there and jam out some of the music, but we don't need an hour to do it. Yeah. No, we'd be done in 20 minutes. We'd play through a couple things and be on with our lives. Speaking of which, shots. Shots. Shot. 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 Really, shot. We, haven't, we haven't hit the bell yet this, <laughs> this entire time. Drink, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I think what it comes down to is just um, trying not to... Try not to burn people out, you know? Yeah, to, to get to Rab's sort of thought process, I don't know if this is an American thing, because we're going to hear... For, most of our listeners tend to be American, obviously, but uh, we do have a significant Australian following, but not that much in Europe, so I'm curious where this goes. But in our experience over there, they're practicing twice a week. What was it? Two to two and a half hours we had, we had, each um, session? Yeah, we were like seven to ten almost. I mean, theoretically, it was eight to ten, but like very often we were there till 1030, sometimes mm-hmm. 11. And their theory was like, let's give people a chance to go home from work, eat dinner, kind of come back, take and a sec, take a breath, blah, 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 and then come back to practice a little more focused, where I'm trying to grab them right after work before, because... Because if they go home, they, the chances of them coming back are, coming. it's way lower. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's my... Especially, I especially it, but, when you think about, like, how large, kind of, like, this metro, metropolitan area is, and, like, people live all over different parts of town. Yeah. If they go all the way home to get fed and get comfy and whatever, the chances of them getting back in their car to drive back across town to go to practice is slim to fucking none. That's my theory. I, I don't know because we never tried it, but we never tried to give people a break between work. I mean, you would assume most people like, it, oh, they'll just go run errands. They'll go get their shopping done for the day or whatever it is in between and just sort of take a mental break. But I don't know if Americans do that. That's why I'm curious about other bands in the country, how they do it. But so <laughs> like, for example, I'm wondering how do the Pasadena Scots who are very successful in at, you know, they're, Obviously better than us, but in, in a relatively low end level of the spectrum. Hey, of hey, pipe hey! Bands. They they may be better at playing than us, but I could take them in a parking lot anytime. <laughs> but I'm just like, what are their practices like? Do they do twice a week, like Rab's talking about, like the bands over there? They still won the worlds in three B, right? So I've never heard that they do that, but I don't know. I, I you know, so I'm curious, like where that what happens there. So 
we are insane. But <laughs> another question he brings up is like, are people going to like revolt if we go longer than an hour and a half? We've done two hour practices. We used to be like five to eight thirty, or sorry, six to eight thirty, and people would leave early. They're like, I'm out. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, no, people would just decide makes, like I gotta go. So it makes me, f- it, it, and that pisses me off. And so in order to l- try to alleviate my stress and or anxiety and or fucking anger, I just tried to make practices around the times that they would actually show up and be part of it. When I would, but it, it's like if we go over, like right now we have six to seven thirty for the intermediates, and 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 if you stay late, great. Like people fucking leave. Like yeah. they're not fucking around. Like. I'm like, what is wrong with like, you? Like, it's 7.30. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I fucking hate you right now. No, it's like leaving. it's like clocking in. It's like, it's 7.30, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. No, Which, like, like, I get, like, you know, I get everybody has a life outside of this. Like, I do, too. Like, you know, I have a dog to feed. I got shit to do at home. Like, I've, I got to get ready for work tomorrow. Yeah. It's one day a week. Yeah, it's not like we're doing two, like everybody else on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one day a week. And realistically... Like, if we had a dope practice, there'd be no problem with us finishing at 7.30 or 8. Mm-hmm. If we, I mean, that's the other thing people, people have to keep in mind. Like, I'm totally okay with having a fucking five-hour practice, but if we nail it in two, everyone could go home. Mm-hmm. But that is not, not the case. Generally, yeah. For the most part. <clears throat> it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I think, it, like, for me, I can say, uh, when it comes to the split practice thing, it helped me get re-engaged. Because I was getting burned out, just like showing up for like fucking three hours a night on a weeknight when I, you know, knew I had work the next morning, and just to just to fucking try to teach parade tunes, and it was always this limbo for me because we weren't quite doing lessons like we used to. Yeah. So like Tuesdays, you know, back when back in the day when it was like Tuesday night, you do lessons for like an hour, and then the band would play. Mm-hmm. So we weren't doing that. So we weren't like really hammering in on stuff. We were still ex- expecting people to show up, knowing it. Yeah. That. That might have been my biggest mistake. But there, but we weren't, like, we were just in this limbo between, like, should we sit down with chanters and teach you this? Or should we be up on pipes and you should already know it? And we were kind of in between and we were kind of, like, teaching at practice, which was what drove me crazy. Because I'm just like, fuck, man, like, I'm just standing here. And it wasn't even that. Like, I had practices back in those, back before we split it up. Like, I had practices where I clocked, like, internally the amount of time my pipe was up and making noise. Mm-hmm. And I would be there for three hours and my pipe was making noise for 30 minutes because mm-hmm. the rest of the time was just everybody else. It was everybody else. Just try, play it again. Play it again. Hammer it again. Hammer it again. It's like, I'm just sitting here. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, like the, that's the big issue with great, like lower level bands, grade four bands or whatever, is that you have such a broad range of ability that people are standing around because you have to focus on the lowest common denominator. Yeah, you know, it's always it's always the weakest link in the chain. Always. That Which, gets the most... Well, because you're only as strong as the weakest link. And yeah. that... So they get... The, it's okay that they get the most attention. It's just like at that point, like I could be standing in a room somewhere else playing by myself and I'd get more out of get it. Get more out of it. You pra- practice by yourself. Absolutely, yeah. So, but that's interesting that we... Hmm. So, fuck. <laughs> sorry, the bourbon, the guys. Bourbon I, is getting I gave, to me. I sorry, have I gave, no idea what we're talking about. I gave about. Fusco bourbon early in the morning, and uh, there's a lot going on right now. So, go. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut this part out. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> what were we ta- we'll go back a few seconds and tell me what you're talking about. I got to write so, this shit down. So, we were talking about, I, I was saying that before we split the practice, I was frustrated because I wasn't playing, I wasn't physically playing very much at practice. I was oh. just mostly standing around for three hours. Right. Right, so 
That's true. So the problem with that, or I get, well, obviously the problem with that is that, so the, the people that are actually, you know, quote unquote good, the people that, well, I mean, you want to, you're going to get some fucking, you're going to get some angry text messages from that. I mean, you obviously want everybody, but you especially want the people that can play the music to stick around that they're the most bored generally. Yeah. So at, at a low level, you're constantly dealing with like, the pressure of me, okay. So the and it's self-imposed. Everything's self-imposed in life, right? But my thought as I'm going around the circle tuning people, even even just tuning, but even playing stuff, the fact that I'm thinking about you and Angel, like just fucking, like I I'm so miserable right now. Like that's in my head all the time. I know how miserable you guys are because I've been there. And it's like, well, for the most part, lately, like you know, when, when I talk about the split practice, like that was. That made it better for me. I won't say it made it like it ideal. Yeah, it, it, it didn't, didn't totally. It didn't totally solve and fix it, but it was definitely better. Because then you know, like I did what you were talking about. I came home, like fed the made, dog, fed the dogs, made dinner. myself some food, like had some, you know, had some dinner, like got my shit ready for work tomorrow. So that then, if we want to go out after practice, if we wanted to hang, if we want to stay late, I'm good. Like I've, all my shit's taken care of. Right. So that was good for me. And then you know, when I would show up. Cause because I know the advance was going to be like seven thirty to nine or seven, you know, seven thirty to eight thirty more often than not. Yeah, really. But I would try to get there at seven so I could at least clock like thirty minutes with the band, see where the band is at. You know, get because usually by then everyone's up on pipes. You guys are all in the chapel. Um, everyone's already playing, mm-hmm. so I can just show up, tune myself real quick, jump in. Mm-hmm. I'm a half hour early technically, but I get to kind of play through some of those sets and see where things are going. Right. So that was good for me. The thing that I underestimated, I guess you could say, which is what you're referring to, is that how important it is to have the advanced people in the group of people that don't know as much, which is where we're starting. We're getting to that point. Yeah. I've discussed it with you where I I might change the practice situation. I'm still flirting with the idea. I'm still thinking about it. But at this point, all the intermediate people know the competition music. Yes. Like, we finally, everybody fucking knows People know the music. Finally. So... But when I play with them, me and the intermediate group by themselves, there's lots of issues. Mm-hmm. When I bring in everybody else, like yourself, Angel, Daniela, and I bring them in and I split everybody up and mix it up pretty good, like suddenly it gets a million times better because they're not standing in next to a weaker person. Like they're it, it, no, you definitely you definitely want anchors in there. Yeah, the, and the anchors help them to concentrate, mm-hmm. like to focus on the stuff that they're actually working on. So, well, and it's very easy to it's very easy to get led off the cliff. If you're if you're a person who's unsure about it and you're flanked on either side by people that are unsure about it, mm-hmm. yeah, one person goes wrong and the next person goes wrong and, and it's flight it's flight of the bumblebee, yeah. like yeah. it just <laughs> it goes downhill. So but, that, so like that's that's why I like to show up and just kind of I like to show up a little early. But I do think um you know like our earlier conversation because I know you've been you've been talking to me about this you know changing the format again. One fucking pipe major change the format as many fucking times as you want, right? Like. You're the pipe major. That's how that goes. Mm-hmm. But I think that now, now that we're kind of, we've spent that split practice phase, like you said, most people know the competition. They at least have it internalized to the point where we can start fine tuning. Yes. I think that that means we could potentially combine the practice again. So it's everybody together for a longer practice. That's. Which is the goal. The ultimate goal. Yeah. Anyway. The goal. The yeah. goal is just like when we were practicing with the breast. Everybody's in there. Everybody's there all the for two and a half, three hour practice. We can't do twice a week. That there's, it's not doable. It's not realistic for yeah. us here. But 
But yeah, I mean, at least then you get a solid three hours of playing once a week. If nothing else, that'll help with the stamina, that'll help with the confidence. But I still think, especially when it comes to running into the later hours, you're going to run into people that are like, no, I'm going to leave at 730. I'm going to leave at 8. See, this is the thing I struggle with, though, because it makes me so angry when that happens. Like, and, and just I'm be tr- just be like the Hulk, dude. And the I'm secret. trying to like save my heart. <laughs> like, this, I need to live till I'm fifty. I mean, I don't really need to. What do I care at this point? But, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, like like the the level of we'll change uh, we'll change the name to the uh, Andrew J. Fusco <laughs> Memorial <laughs> Pipe Band. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> our logo will just be a light switch <laughs> or a mushroom cap. or a mushroom <laughs> you know it's funny though technically i've been in in leadership i guess you could say of this band longer than it's existed well okay no longer it's existed. i'm about to say that doesn't make sense uh longer the longer, longest person yeah longer yeah you have you have been the longest running um pipe major consistent pipe major of this organization and has so. that has that major has that made you happier <laughs> no except that it does if i do die this year then there's a chance they'll rename the band after me <laughs> <laughs> but probably not yeah. <laughs> so, and who cares so <laughs> But uh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed being pipe sergeant twice of this band mm-hmm. and pipe major of the grade five, which was you know still a highlight. I mean, Las Vegas pipe band grade five, dude, we crushed. Did you say tec- technically undefeated? Technically undefeated. <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> for every we, <laughs> I've said this before on the show. So the grade the grade five band when I decided not to play mixed with Phoenix to go pipe major them instead, we played three contests. The two contests where I was the pipe major like marched in with them, we won, and then the other one was Vegas where Max uh, covered and did a fantastic job, but they did not win unfortunately. True. Which, okay, so there's that brings up. Speaking of which, I miss Max. I know Max he texts me every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max is great. Um, <laughs> what an interesting conundrum the mixing of bands was. Dude, that could be a whole other. That could be a whole topic in and of itself. We should save that for a separate. But no, I think when it comes to practice structure, um, I think that there's no right answer because like every band is different, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's got a different makeup of players across different skill levels, across different work, you know, work and work and life balance requirements. You know, like right now, take me as an example. When it comes to work life balance for bagpipes, ninety nine percent of my life is done on work, mm-hmm. and then that last ten percent I show up to practice when I can and, and do the podcast and stuff and fun things like that. Which wasn't always the case. A year ago, the same time, I had 100% time to do whatever the hell I wanted. Right. And I worked freelance every now and then. You work. You work doing pipe gigs and things like that. But, you know, that's part of... Your, your work is directly related to the band and doing band shit and playing music. Right. Yeah, so, you're never really switched off from this. Never. Very rarely. Yeah. I think that when you go... When you go member by member... There's just a different level. Like some people don't work a lot, but they also want to have a lot of their own free time. So you have to kind of adjust around that. I think every band is different to an extent, and therefore there's no one there's no one practice modality that really is universal that works for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, we could all sit in the, you know, we could all sit in the church three times a week for three hours a night, but by that third night, it'd just be me and you. Mm. <laughs> no one else would be there. And actually, it'd probably just be you, because I ain't gonna fucking show up that third night. <laughs> That's probably true. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And But then again, you know, going back to Rab's point, I think it depends on what your competition level is as well. Like, if I played in a grade one band that was going to make a run at the world or a similar contest, yeah, I'd practice fucking three hours, two or three times a week, or every night that week. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the big question. Is like, where If you're a grade four band with pipers only doing it for sheets, you really shouldn't yeah, have to do that. <laughs> why bother? But, <laughs> like, but, you know, yeah, eh, that's true. I don't know. Oop. Jesus Christ. Can we, can we take a break? You you boofed. Chanarant Podcast is brought to you by Chanarant.com. Grab your Chanarant merch, shirts, hoodies, mugs. I don't know. Do we have posters? Maybe. Who gives a fuck? Chanarant.com. Check it out. All right, and we want to thank all of the sponsors of the Chan Rant Podcast. I'm pretty sure all of which are us, Chan Rant Store. <laughs> How's, how is do that, we sponsor ourselves? <laughs> well, you know, this this podcast is directly put on by the revenue from selling shirts at the store. Well, no, that makes sense, but what the fuck? Yeah, we're, we're our own sponsor. <laughs> if any of you out there want to sponsor us, um, God, God help you. Buy some shirts, motherfuckers. Yeah, buy some shirts, motherfuckers. Um, so, Fusco. Yes, sir. We've kind of gone through uh, some of the ins and outs in our theory of how we try to structure practice or potentially mm-hmm. change practice and why. And I do like, you know, Big Rab mentioned in his voicemail that he likes the fact that people who listen to the show get to kind of follow us along all the good, bad, and ugly of what goes into this whole thing. The journey, yeah. I think there's a tendency among um, bands and organizations to kind of like whitewash their history a bit. And no, we had it figured out the whole time. Everything was great. <laughs> And yeah, we're not like that, you know. I think I think the whole kind of the idea of this show was not only a cathartic exercise, but also the idea that we could help people who may be in the same situation as us, kind of, you know, not feel not feel very alone. And uh, at least at least that, yeah. yeah. We're, obviously, we're all know, well, know quite that, a few people are going through this. Know that nobody has it all together. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to soul pipe band thing, some <laughs> people are doing pretty well. Some people, but it's always ups and downs. It's always peaks and valleys. Yep. But when it comes to the idea of um, practice structure and you know how, how do you how do you motivate people to show up and play? What are your final thoughts? <sighs> Fuck, motivation is not my strong suit. <laughs> you're not a, you're not a good motivator. I am a very analytical and black and white kind of a person. So to, racist. <laughs> to to like try to inspire people is not not my strong suit. Not only that, but I don't even believe in it. It's like you're gonna do what you're gonna do regardless. You know, you need to be your own motivator. Like if you want to be part of an organization that's successful, you're going to be the best part of that organization if you choose to be. Like I, I think it's a waste of time to spend too much time thinking about how to motivate people. That's my thought on that it's 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 you just need to get the right individuals in the right place you need to have the organization set up in a way that attracts the people that you want that's that's my best thought on that so i don't know what do you think about that i mean it's interesting because we definitely have we're two different kind of personality types when it comes to this um 
you're very much like, well, I shouldn't have to make you want to be here. You should just want to be here. Otherwise, why are you here? Right. Yep. You're you're very kind of like a realist in that sense and like very, very just straight line. That's what it is. While I appreciate that and while I wish that was the world we lived in and the people <laughs> with which we dealt, I'm, I'm a realist of a different sort where I know that for me personally to try to get the best possible performance out of people, whether that's musical performance or work or anything like that, mm-hmm. they have to somehow be intrinsically motivated to do it. And for a lot of people, they won't do that themselves. They want to like seek a higher power of motivation, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, I, I do whatever I want to do all the time. That's, um, it's very easy, very easy baseline. I don't need to be motivated to do stuff. If I'm there and I'm doing it, it's because I want to. But I think for a lot of other people, you know, you might need to have this, I don't know, higher power <laughs> is the easiest way to put it. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's how like all the fucking religious nuts managed to get people in. So why can't we just copy that mentality? Like, that's, you know, it's a good point. You don't have to, you don't have to necessarily be, especially if you're having an off day and you're just like, you're not really feeling self-motivated. You can say, well, this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. This band is more than just me, so I need to, you know, fucking bite my lip and give it hell. I, I do agree with the concept of the band is bigger than any individual. Like, I've always tried to promote that, if you want to call mm-hmm. it promote. It's not even, you know, just instill that fact that all that matters is the organization survives and thrives, if you will. Yeah. Regardless of the individuals. The problem is... Or it's so it seems is the individuals haven't at least yet bought into that fact. I can see I can see that. You know, but so I wonder I wonder could it be and this might be a larger discussion, could it be that people won't buy in because of the mentality that you shouldn't have to buy in, you should just intrinsic you should just want to do it. You should be self motivated. Are there two opposing viewpoints at odds here? As far as your expectations, does my does my first expectation conflict with the second? Well, your first expectation of people should just internally want to be involved and do it, versus the idea that they should also, you know, have the band be bigger than themselves. See, see, to me, that's not different though. Like, but that's how I am. Like, yeah, as a team person, a person grown up in team sports or whatever you want to call oh, it. Absolutely. Like, the group was more important than the individual always. So you could contribute as a, as an individual to the improvement of the group, whatever that was, a soccer team or a pipe band or whatever it is. But you had to let your ego go enough that the band's success or the group's success was more important than your success. And I think that's where we run into an issue. Yeah, I can see that. For sure. Yeah. Because, I mean... But then again, we are superly, <laughs> very, <laughs> how do I want to say this? We are very much contradicting that fact by you and me, our egos <laughs> being involved in the fact that by the fact we're we doing, are, By the fact we're doing we do this, this show right now. Yeah, people know who we are because of what we do, but that's un- intentional. Well, I would also, own, I would also. our s- own creative outlet. Yeah, but I would also, I would also say that like, while this band is, while well, I consider this band to be important in my country, I try to just do my job to contribute to this band. Sure. It's not the only thing in my life. Like, fuck, there have been times where this wasn't the only band in my life. 
Sure. So it's not the end all be all. That's the balance of that. But I will show up and do my job. Right. I may have a hundred other things going on, but I'll be there and I'll, I'll know my shit. But that's, that's the ultimate conundrum. Like to take that as an example where like you have other things going on in your life and the fact, and, and you're not that highly, well, I mean, I don't know about you personally, but the general they, but you as a person is not that motivated to make the band more, I don't know if I'd say known, but better without some personal gain, if you will, like personal ego gain or whatever you want to call it. So, Oh yeah. But I mean, then again, I'm, I'm the outlier there. I'm an egotistical maniac. But I don't so. think, I don't, I don't know if that's the case <laughs> with our people. Like, I bet you you're not the outlier. I bet you they're all some sort like, do they, does it matter to them that they're part of an organization that's successful or do they care about their personal like growth or, uh, I don't want to say growth, but it's not fame. It's like a personal ego trip or whatever. That's interesting. Cause there's no, there's no glory in this. We've said it a million there's times. There's very little. There's, there's very no little. glory. <laughs> I mean, you get that moment of like ego boost when somebody comes up to you after like a St. Patrick's Day gig or whatever it is. And mm, like, like, that was great. That was so cool. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And you hope that everybody experiences that in our group. Cause Absolutely. you know, they come up to us randomly. They yeah. Don't, they don't know who's, they don't know they don't who's don't, who. Who's who. So you hope everybody experiences that. But then when you're just a player in a band and you just feel like just a player in a band, does it? That's interesting. Like it takes a special type of person to say, to translate internally that, oh my God, your group was so good to themselves. Yeah. Like I bet you most people don't. It's interesting too because it kind of gets into the idea of a practice mentality versus a performance mentality. Yeah. Like yeah. you get so much more reward from pra- from performance than practice in theory but realistically you should also be trying to get a lot of reward from practice because practice is performance of a sort yeah yeah it's yeah absolutely practice is practice is a performance for people that know what the fuck they're talking about (laughs) you perform you're performing for the people your peers essentially yeah you're performing for people that know whether or not you're doing it well whereas in a performance you can get away with murder most of the time and we do yeah Well, I gotta say, I appreciate you coming out on this Sunday morning episode of the Chain Rant Podcast. I appreciate all of the six who are listening right now. Love you guys. And um, yeah, let us know what you thought about this episode. Send us a message. Send us a voicemail. Chainrant at gmail.com. And we're looking forward to episode 38 and the Dirtbag Olympics on episode 40. So get your Dirtbag Olympics stories in now. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. We're going to line up some good speakers, hopefully. If, if it's good enough, we might we may push back. I don't know. We're kind of fuck-ups, so who knows? <laughs> it, it, we have a concert coming out around then. Who knows? <laughs> all right, but uh, with that, I want to thank you all for listening to the Chain Ram Podcast, and Fusco plays out.
Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to stop that plane from going down. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, so damn. We pull up one of his one-liners. All right. So. All right, I'm ready. Let's do this fucking thing. Actually, let's pour. Let's pour two more of these, and then do this fucking thing. Okay. Go ahead. So yeah, that's what I'm. I mean, I'm trying to keep it to wherever it is. It's like maybe one location only, and just yeah. you and me. Yeah, that would be great. Oh my god, it smells like a fucking gas leak. <laughs> Dude, that's, uh, that's, a, that's me not... That's, that's a lot of bad processing right there. That is literally like what they mix into the natural gas line to make you know it's like a gas <laughs> That exact same smell. <laughs> 